Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Bij Burger King gebeuren spannende dingen. Wat dacht je van een classic cheeseburger, chicken nuggets burger of sundae voor maar 1 euro per stuk? En dat is nog niet alles. Alle King deals zijn maar 1 euro. Haal ze nu alleen bij Burger King. Good afternoon and welcome to the Royal Blue Podcast. And uh, we're here to preview the return of David Moyes and Sunderland, Everton Old Boys. Um, Saturday, Goodison Park, 3 o'clock kick-off. It's me, Greg O'Keefe, I'm joined by Gavin Buckland and Tony Scott. Um, nice to get some match action back on the horizon after a kind of barren couple of weeks. I'm sure everyone's looking forward to getting to Goodison Park. But before we get into the nitty-gritty of uh, facing the Premier League strugglers, we'll just reflect on another Everton old boy who's in the news for the last 24 hours, Wayne Rooney. Uh, again, reports about his future and whether or not he, he sort of takes the money and goes to China. Or, uh, as was reported in his devotion and, and his desire to break the England Caps record, he wants to stay in the Premier League. So it doesn't look like he's in Mourinho's thoughts for the future at United. And if he does want to carry on playing for England, the perceived wisdom is he stays in England. Um, does that mean that Everton is the logical step? It does. It makes common sense, doesn't it? Football and wise, yeah. I think William Pre- we we said was he get into Everton's team maybe maybe not the way Everton are playing with a couple of youngsters in the team at the moment Everton are doing quite well will Rooney make Everton into a better team overall if you're looking at a squad wise of course he will he's, he's still a quality footballer no doubt about it now because he can't get a Manchester United team doesn't mean he's not a good footballer Man United are flying at the moment in four competitions the squad's massive so to say that Wayne Rooney's not good enough for Everton Football Club because he can't get a Man United team, well, that's just like saying, well, Morgan Schneider ain't good enough for Man United team, yet he's good enough for Everton's team. So it's a, it's a fair point. I I just think Wayne Rooney is a bit of a no-brainer in, in, in fair to, if we sign him in the summer. I, I hope we do because it's not it's not me heart ruling me head. It's it's me head ruling me heart. So to speak, because he's a quality footballer, he make Everton a better team. He'd be great on the young, great for the youngsters. I think that role he could play with Ross Barkley behind Ron, perfect. And don't forget, it, I Ron Koeman wants him as well, not just half the fan base. I'd like to know the percentage of what what it, what it would take for Rooney to come home. But for me, I think it's a no-brainer. I think he, he should come to Everton in the summer. I can't see him going to China. I can't see his family going over there. I can't see him settling over there. I couldn't even see him being over there for a week, let alone a season. You know, just, I really can't see it. But to stay in Cheshire, his kids won't have to leave school, etc. I just think it's 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 a near uncertainty for me. Gav, a near uncertainty for Scotty. And obviously, he's the man laying money left, right and centre. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it quite as done a deal as... You know, potentially in your mind. No, it's 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 a it's a no-brainer for me with an emphasis on the uh, no part of it. <laughs> uh, to be honest with you, um, I know what Tony's saying in terms of you know we've still got quality. You know, we'd obviously add add that to the team, but um, there's there's several aspects to this. First of all, it's his pay, isn't it? Yeah, the wages mm-hmm. that he would um, attract at the age of uh, of 31, 32. Um, he's on what three hundred k. 
plus yeah. a little bit extra, isn't he, from United? Yeah. Um, so you know, with this, what that what what you would have to pay him at Everton. Um, and I take all your points, what you're saying mm-hmm. there, so But to me, it's it's not what he's like now; it's what he's like in two years' time. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the player, who's notoriously, um, you know, t- takes time to recover from injuries. Even when he was a kid at Everton, he, he never looked fitter even at the start of the season. Um, you know, and think when when you throw that into the mix, plus it would stop the opportunity of somebody else coming through. Um, within the existing squad and also you'd be paying a lot of money that you could pay for somebody else elsewhere who maybe is give, give you five, six years uh, it doesn't make any sense to me uh, and uh, for, the, for those two or three reasons alone I, I wouldn't I wouldn't have him and I would do take on board Tony's you know, you know what's your take on Greg? I, I would have taken him in, in January um, as a loan till the end of the season Um you know, kind of testing out whether or not there's still a viable uh, cause for him to be in that Everton squad. Um, whether you'd take him in the summer, or he might want a two-year deal. He's still, you know, the thing is, he's younger than Gareth Barry was when uh, Gareth Barry was handed a, a two-year deal. Uh, in fact, he's younger than Gareth Barry was when we signed Gareth Barry and gave him a three-year deal. I should say, I'm, I was talking about his last mm, contract, yeah. but. They're obviously playing very different roles and the requirements in terms of pace and movement is a bit less for Barry than it is Rooney. But with you, like you, I think he would improve Everton's squad. Would he get straight into the first team all the time? I think you you alluded to that and you weren't sure. So if there's that degree of uncertainty, for me it would come down to what wages he wanted. If Everton happened to match the wages he's on at United... I'd just about say it's probably not. He's worth have to drop wage, surely, because Everton can't afford to pay someone three hundred grand. Well, surely. I wouldn't have thought so. But even if Mashiri, you know, for argument's sake, I'm going to push, really push it and pay his wages. I'm not sure that would be. Worth we've it. seen Mashiri. He wants like this marquee sign. He wants Everton front and back pages, doesn't he? That's why he associates with Jim White and Sky Sports News and whatnot. Ronald Koeman has publicly said that he'd love Wayne Rooney and his team. Yeah, yeah. So. Uh, did, he, did he say that? I'm he not did. sure he did. I think, he's, I think if I remember his quote was he, he would love the opportunity to consider Wayne Rooney. Um, I, I don't think he, he, he voiced it in those, those So are you telling me if Wayne Rooney's not on, on the shopping list in the summer he wouldn't have him? Of course he would. I don't think he... I, I think... Well, why is he publicly saying his name? He normally says, I don't speak uh, about players who are playing for the football clubs. He was, he was openly asked, speaking about... He was the question, wasn't he, I think, I, I believe. And his answer was, and I think we've spoken about this in the podcast before was not I would love Wayne Rooney at Everton it says I would love the opportunity to consider Wayne Rooney at Everton which is not exactly the same thing uh, I you know, I, I can see why people would want to sign him don't get me wrong but there's, there's exclude the, the money Gav sorry exclude the money would he make Everton a better team yeah but you could say that Lionel Messi excluding Messi. Yeah, but we can't sign Lionel Messi. We can sign Wayne Rooney. Yeah, but you know what I mean. It's, it's like you have to consider the the wages involved and the, the, the whole financial package. And the first thing would happen is Evan announced for signing Wayne Rooney on two hundred grand a week in the summer, and Lukaku's agent says, "Oh, that's a very interesting uh, com- uh, development here. Uh, let's let's have a, set, a new conversation." And then all the other players are joining Evan or whatever is there at the moment. It it it, it, it strikes me that, that that that's a risk that. 
signing some of these thirty two on big money, well will will these things have a habit of of, of sort of permeating through the rest of the, the squad and causing it's eventually you're gonna disquiet. have to break that barrier anyway, aren't yeah, you? Paying top money. But that's all like paying for somebody who's twenty six, twenty seven at the peak of their career. And nobody would and you could clearly gonna make the team better over over that period who's some who's a marquee signing, shall we say. But another thing, thirty two and he's also oh, yeah he's 32 in October so you'd say he <laughs> signs him in the summer he's going to be 32 with the Patsy fitness record you'd be looking at it you'd be looking at it and think well actually if you're a player there at the moment it's going to stop me playing maybe getting into the team in an area that's already very intensive competition for us you, these things have a habit of well, backfiring and you well, think about it you've got Kevin Morales Alan Lennon players like that in the, in the squad he's not better than them no now, I don't think he's saying he that I'm not saying that it's just that there's lots of players but okay you've got Tom Davis Ross Barkley haven't you for a start yeah. Luckman all, all three players who, who, who could play in a similar role to, to Wayne at Everton so if he came to Everton and I don't think he'd be happy sitting on the bench you're going to you're going to stunt the progress of one of three or maybe two of three younger players I, I don't mind doing that if it's somebody coming in at 26 at the peak of their career. I have a problem of somebody coming in at 32 who's on the downward slope, uh, 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 stunting somebody's progress. Well, don't you think Kuma, playing devil's advocate here, don't you think Kuma could be looking at him thinking, yeah, he could play midfield for me, he could play as a number 10, and he can play up front for me? No, we're not overloaded with strikers, are we? Yeah, but, what, but that I'm sure, I'm sure he could. Whether you'd want to do that at two hundred thousand pound a week, I don't think the money's the matter. It doesn't matter. It's it, not my money. It's for that machine. Yeah, but, well, it is because you've still got to work within the constraints of financial fair play. And you'd be saying, if I was looking at it as the as as the manager, Stoke Chairman, Steve Walsh, whatever, say, well, like Rooney will cost us X millions of pounds. Yeah. So I'm just say, say twenty million pounds. If you throw in all the wages stuff, 30, call it thirty million quid over two years. You know, transfer fee wages. I'm just. You gotta get it for buttons the line. No, I'm not just I'm just yeah, throwing yeah, that yeah. out as a as a figure. Okay. Um Is that the best deal we can get with that money? Which That's is, the first thing I'd be after. I'd be, if I if I had thirty, forty million quid to spend, because there would be I would have imagined a transfer fee involved, mm. plus wages, so you're talking you know, reasonably large sums. Is Wayne Rooney the best value I can get with that money? That's the first question you'd ask. Is he the best on the market we can get? Well, it depends if we're the target. Who can we target? Gabby, that's what I'm trying to say. We're picking the dregs from the, the teams who are above us. But not, so we're trying to make us better. Well, that's why we're not necessarily in the summer, we're not. So it depends on where we finish, don't forget as well. Well, well don't forget, we, can, we don't just shop in the Premier League, do we? Yeah. yeah. You know. So I, I know what you're saying, so, and, and you, you could see, see Wayne Rooney play, pitch off for Everton tomorrow or, they, or against Sunderland, and, you know, he'd be our best you know on, on the pitch you'd be there or thereabouts our best player but I'm thinking two two three years down the line and I'm thinking about is he the best value over that for what you'd be paying in terms of a, a fee plus wages I just I just think about I wouldn't worry about two or three years down the line I worry about now I felt and making yeah. Everton into a top four team yeah. would he make Everton into a top four team of course I, well you don't know that. I, I, don't I, know I felt that. so that and I wrote this that the time to sign him was last summer um, and I felt there was still a little bit of lingering currency in the idea in January come next summer I'm just not convinced despite the fact that I actually agree with what Gav says I agree no one's arguing that if he pitched up on Saturday he's probably going to be our best player more than likely yeah exactly but 
it, for me, the clock's ticked down to a point whereby I'm not sure it makes sense anymore. I, I, I do summer. agree with you on that extent. I think it has to happen this summer or never at all. Never, ever again. Well, He's got, this is it, isn't he, in well, the summer? let's see what Koeman makes of it in the end, because ultimately it'll be his call. Yeah, it? yeah, absolutely. And it'll be, it might even, if he remains uh, to the terms of his deal, it could be that, you know a deal, that the legacy of which that he has, the positives or the, or the negatives, for the rest of his time at Goodison. So he'll think long and hard about it. As Tony says, he was very positive about the prospect when he, he was asked about it in January. Though, you know, he did also talk up to Pye and stuff like that, and... Sometimes you know he decides to talk about play. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to end up with him. Uh, we will see, and I'm sure. I'm sure. Whatever we say, it's not one we've heard the last of. Because, oh. <laughs> um, every time his future comes on the agenda, there's only one club in England that's linked with him. Really, in, in any mm-hmm. any intent. Now, another club in England that uh, United took certainly one of our best players of Premier League era. Sunderland have taken. Shall we say some of our not so good players <laughs> in the Premier League era? Uh, not being disrespectful or smug, good club Sunderland, and I'm sure there's a lot of goodwill to them on Merseyside. Not least um, the, you know, the good work that they've done for little Bradley, who continues mm. to fight his um, his tragic illness with with such bravery, and his family. I'm sure everyone's behind him, Bradley Lowry's uh, foundation. But anyway, Moyes is in charge. Um, things aren't going as he would like. I'm sure. And they're in Goodison on Saturday, Gav. What do you think? You know, it hasn't been like a Moyes, the Moyes transformation that we we kind of anticipated from the outside looking in yet, has it? We thought he'd go in, steady them, stop them conceding goals, make them hard to beat, and probably by now I, I expect him to have pulled them out of, the, of any danger. To be honest. Yeah, I mean, I think he'd seriously underestimate the uh, position Sunderland are in. I mean, they've been battling relegation for yeah. what? Five or six years ago, mm. remember when Di Canio they beat us, didn't he? At the end of the yeah. season, when they were, and that was four years ago, and they've been yeah. doing the same thing ever since. So I just think, in many ways, it was a far more difficult job than what, what you think. Mm. Um, and I, I, I wonder sometimes whether Moise's and I don't want to talk about make this into a Moise podcast, but it's relevant to, to Saturday. Yeah. Is whether his, his sort of mindset. Of, at Everton, sort of certainly in the early years, that maybe he wanted to bring to Sunderland, whether it actually works in the modern game, you know, bit, mm. you know, different type of professional and things. And also, I think the you know they've not had the the, the sort of you know the best back and have in the transfer market and some of the players they've, yeah. uh, they've taken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think throw that all into the mix, uh, those three or four factors, and I'm still not surprised to see see them near the bottom. They are bottom now, aren't they? Yeah. Um, especially as other t- clubs look as though they're, they're putting runs together, together aren't they? Yeah. You know, Paul Swansea all playing well, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. So um, I'm I am not surprised that it's not worked for Moyes so far there, but not, may not necessarily be down necessarily to to him. Mm. I'm surprised he, he took the job. You know, I really am. I think he's looked at it and he must be thinking yeah it's a Premier League job yeah. and everything else I can get me facing the window once again. He's been linked with them for a long time as well. Yeah, and he's looked at it thinking. He must be looking at him. Oh, should, I, should I give this a wide berth? Should I be? He must be looking at that squad thinking, Jesus, have we stayed up over these two or three years? Allardyce kept them up, didn't he, etc. But I think in hindsight, he probably thought to himself, I, I should have left this one alone because he's going to take them down. You, can, you can't keep on staying up on the last week and the last week. Eventually, it will catch up with you unless you don't reinvest in the squads, which some of them clearly haven't done because 
look at the state of the squad that they've got look at the state of the team yeah I mean it's just it's basically on strategy it's Everton versus Everton Vets yeah I mean the one thing I do agree with them which I not agree with them I can understand is you know buying plays he's familiar with from his Everton days because their plays he's worked with and know he can do a job for them they mm. probably have a decent relationship and you know the, the you know how Kendall said that at Manchester City when he moved to City in '89. You know you see the Manchester City team that played against us under Howard. It was six or seven Everton players who played for them in, in the eighties at Goodison. So you know people laughing at Moy saying, "Oh, you know what you're doing," and, or "What you know you don't know what you're doing." There, there is a logic there, and there is there is a, you know uh, historically you know precedents that have been set by far better managers than Moyes. You know to, you know bringing a lot of players back from. A previous club, um, so it'd be just be interesting to see how many turn up tomorrow. And do you think the atmosphere? What do you think of the atmosphere tomorrow? Well, I was just going to touch on that. Well, now that the just settled on him, him leaving Everton, yeah. he's gone to Manchester United and Sociedad and Sunderland. There was quite a bit of bitterness between Everton fans, wasn't he, when he left Everton? Now, how what kind of reception do you think he'll get now that just as kind of? I settled? think, I think he will get a good reception. Evertonians. Um, on nothing if not contrary sometimes and they'll always well they've got a habit of confounding expectations of, of out, from outsiders of how they'll react to things and sometimes they even quite enjoy it oh we think we're going to boo them do you well actually he's going to get a round of applause yeah. but I don't think it'll be even be that bit of mischief I just think this, the the, um, the fact that he's at Sunderland you know he's no longer a club uh we're, we're vying with for a spot in the table or a club who are taking our best players he's down on his luck for want of a better phrase mm. um, he's taken a lot of our as we've said a lot mm. of our veterans I, I think that the, the greater response will be kind of quite uh, charitable and it'll be uh, literally charitable in terms of the transfer policy Gav, do you know the more be applause I think I'm getting sorry Gav, no the more we're trying to fight for that sixth spot at the moment Everton trying to get into European football when you look on David Moyes' records when he was Everton, it's more miraculous, isn't it? When you look at him, how on earth he did it. Do you think in hindsight in 20, 30 years' time, you look at his tenure at Everton, you go, what an unbelievable job he did I, I look at that now. I look at that when he left, uh, to be honest with you. Um, and I think also as well, when people say about his record against the top clubs, is is he was he was competing there. He was finishing fifth, wasn't he, in the yeah. table when the top four clubs above him were all capable in the Champions League. Mm. Which is not necessarily the case now. If you think of that period, two thousand and five, six through to two thousand and ten, it was the same four teams, and invariably at least two or three, three of those teams every season appeared in the Champions League semi-final, you know, or the final. So um, I think he was at the top end of the table. Was far even far more quality then than what people what there is even now when they talk about our big six. Actually, when you look at it, and you know. Scratch beneath the surface. There's a there's a few weak spots there, and you know above us in the table. Uh, so he was he was competing in a far more competitive era, era. I think in terms of the top getting into the Champions League and his budget then, as well, and his budget. And um, and I never really got that. Or do, do a traditional type of football. I think certainly in his early years, the 0405 team, Champions League. But I think from 0607 onwards, and probably peaking around. 2007 to 2009 I think was probably the strongest team and also probably the last 18 months we played some really really good I stuff I mean 2009-10 we only lost two of our last 24 league games that season yeah, yeah we've got 62 points we only we've got 62 points we finished 8th 
with mm. 62 points. And yet you make an interesting point before, and it's something that struck a chord when you said football changes sometimes imperceptibly. And is it the fact that his style of management has just lost its its impact yeah. in the Premier League? It worked. I think even when he came in to the Premier League back, everything back in 2002, I think it was a, a shock to some of the players. Here's a manager who's going to ball us out, have us up against the dressing room wall, single us out. And I read something uh, that Alan Stubbs was talking about yesterday in the interview mm-hmm. Phil did, and he said, I'm not sure that works anymore. He was talking about how even he felt at Rotherham, you've got to consider your words a bit, you've got to be a bit more of a diplomat. You've got players who are on a lot of money. He's talking about Rotherham, but obviously in the Premier League, you can times up by five. Uh, maybe more and the rest yeah, yeah. can you really treat them like that can you c- try and not bully them but square bash them like a assault like a sergeant major is it going to have the impact it used to yeah it's that, that is that what you're alluding thing. to yeah I think so yeah I think, I think you've got to have a part of that on your makeup though as a manager you've yeah. got to have yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. but that was seen no go on no I was going to say I think I think you're right I think he has mellow but I was just thinking that whole thing of like style of play you know like sort of that you with Sunderland now, if you're sort of trying to replicate what you did at Everton in 2002, the game has moved on, hasn't it? You know, tactically as well. Yeah, you mean? yeah, mm, and all, yeah, there's yeah. a whole host of things. Though going back, you know, he did he did play some great stuff. I mean, 2007-2009, you know, we have a look at that team now. We have mm. a look at that defence: Jaggy Elka, Lescott, Baines, Hibbert, Stoke, Neville, Howard. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's Thirty goals a season, defence wasn't it? Conceding, yeah. you know, and um, I just. So, come back to the point. I thought he did a great job of Evan. I'd never heard anything bad said against him. Mm-hmm. I thought, you know, I did let himself down a little bit over Man United with the the flaming yeah, thing. Yeah. At the same time that we were plundering Wigan for three, four players, <laughs> like, <laughs> so we have to see it in that context. But I just think the game's moved on, and I don't, I don't know whether he's so, on and off yeah. the pitch. Whether he, he appears to have moved yeah. with the times, he could do it at one club. Is he familiar with it? He could do it yeah. at Evan, but when he moved to another club, maybe he just. Not found out a little bit, but it's a lot more difficult for you than what you maybe what you anticipate. Certainly in the fundamentals, he's it, it's not old fashioned to try and have a team that's hard to beat, that doesn't concede goals and it sets up not to lose. Now, which was kind of indicative of his early period at Everton yeah. and he had to be to get that stability. Why isn't that working at Sunderland? So why I would why are we gonna hopefully go into tomorrow sorry, Saturday's fixture? thinking on paper we should be putting quite a few past these. The goalkeeper's strong, but then you look across the back four. I don't, I don't think Sunderland's have got the characters. I think they're just the weak, the players are weak. I think they haven't got the mentality. And you're looking at that team where he's taking over Everton, Stubbs, Duncan Ferguson, mm. players like that, David Weir, there's a lot of strong characters in that team. Giddy got rid of a couple of them towards that season, but you could say there was a mentality there that you could literally say to them, come on, you've got us in this mess, get us out of it. I think if Moise was to say this to the Sunderland players, they'd just sound tools. They wouldn't want to know. Yeah, I, I just think it's the type of characters that Sunderland have got on the team. Hence why he's gone in for the players that he knows, that have yeah. got that character about them to stay up. I, I, I don't know. I, I think it's a tough, tough job yeah. that he's well, got. But same, Ever- yeah, sorry, sorry. No, yeah. I just think Everton should be favourites and they are favourites, aren't they? And I, I can see why Moyes is... I, I, I just look at it as a job that you just shouldn't have took. Yeah, I was I was just thinking of a turn about this against the t- played against the team who won their last away game four 0 So yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, you enough, know, yeah. so yeah. yeah. And I just I just think to get going back. I hope he gets a good reception tomorrow. I, I mean, do. I think mm-hmm. if there may be at least one former Everton players on the pitch, he may not get a good reception if 
Lescott. Lescott, please, please. I don't see that as well. Although I was disappointed at the time when Lescott left, I was one of the worst. I said, "Why are you leaving us?" When you look at it in hindsight, he went to Manchester City, settled his wages. He won an FA Cup. He won a Premier League. Yeah. He's come back thinking, "Well, what would have gained by staying at Everton?" No, no, no. He's, he's not an Everton supporter. He's got no affinity with the club. Yeah. So it was just the way the transfer went on that's the only the saga behind it yeah no, I agree with you I'm not saying I would necessarily be but you could see him getting a bit, bit of stick I know he's played played there before so um, has he been playing for Sunderland did it before, the, before the break I think he's played one or two games he's actually he started for them no I think he's he's came the bench yeah. but still the old Stones got booed when Everton yeah, that, that's because it's recent isn't it you know but no I'm just thinking that the, the, the Lescott one that is just one of these ones that just appears to over the years has never appeared to yeah. dissipate it as it that there's sort of one ease you've got it yeah yeah it's, it's just for one of yeah. reason because it did really disrupt the start of our campaign in 9 it did yeah because um, we got to beat 6-1 was it 6-1 the opening game yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you think on the other former players Greg you've got Oviedo Gibson Pienaar I don't understand why he took Gibson. I understand why he took Oviedo. Solid professional, good, de- solidish defensively, great going forward. Um, runners is his heart out for you. Gibson, I don't understand that. Class on the ball, but I, I, he hasn't got the character for a relegation fight for me. Um, he hasn't got the fitness for uh, the intensity of a mm-hmm. relegation fight or the Premier League. Pienaar, I suppose he's trying to drench a last bit of magic out of him. Has he still got it? it he hasn't suggested he has since he's gone to mm-hmm. side. and then of course you know Rodwell is one of the ones who actually I suppose had a measured success if you could say success mm-hmm. at Stadium of Light he's done alright hasn't he but um, just his record there was that off quote that <laughs> yeah. end of the other week <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah and, and big fix injured isn't he so we had some things never Vic changed I understand yeah, yeah but yeah. as you say some things never change do they yeah. they have got one threat um, Jermaine Defoe He's pretty much single-handedly kept them as a going concern, hasn't he? He's a quality striker, isn't he? Yeah. He, if you're looking at him now, he's probably playing better than he ever was before, isn't he? He's learned, he's, he's become more mature as the, as the seasons are going by. And to think Sunderland going for next to nothing, and he's on big wages, by the way, isn't he? We've seen yeah. him the week, but didn't he come from America? Yeah. He had a stint playing, in yeah. America, and then he come back, and then, what about, it was a hell of a sign, was it Allardyce that got him? Question. He's been there. Forgot he'd gone to my last Yeah, and then he yeah, came back. And yeah. I bet there's a lot of managers looking at that thinking, oh, I should have got in there. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit like John Altus yeah. when he went to Tranmere Rovers, isn't it? Yeah, and, I think you know, there's a lot of managers. Imagine you sign him. Yeah, like, you know, yeah. What do you think put them off? Do you think because he was just. I think with Tafoe, he he's, he's, he's a specialist striker, isn't he? That actually. In the modern game, there's very few left, isn't there? Just specialist goal scorers yeah. who will just be all goal hanging, you know what I mean? Mm. And. Uh, and I think that's what sort of probably stopped him being going to a really top club. Because I always think, I, I always think he's underachieved totally in his career. Defoe, you know, when you see like he could have easily played for a Chelsea or an Arsenal. You know, he played for Tottenham, didn't he? Yeah, didn't but you know, like a, a, yeah. at that level, yeah, yeah. easily. And uh, I always thought that he's had a bit of a waste of career. And as you say, how did he end up going to playing? Playing across the Atlantic, but he's very, he's very dangerous playing. He's got a good record against us as well, hasn't he? Mm. He scored his last two versus things for seven or eight Premier League goals. He gets into us. like I'd say 14, 15 of the teams in the Premier League. Oh, yeah, and considering where Sunderland are, it's yeah. a mean feat, isn't it? I, I'd, you'd well have him as backup to run, wouldn't you? Surely, bring, well, yeah, him, bring yeah. him off the bench if the wage is okay. Gal's <laughs> 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 number crunching again. Yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> but but I, I think, but you can say they fell out the tax off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, uh, <laughs> But you know, <laughs> um, 
you know, I think tomorrow. Uh, sorry, I keep on saying tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Saturday. The of the Friday. Uh, Saturday, uh, we should win, shouldn't we? Let, let, taking all the emotion and. Well, we've just slaughtered Sunderland's yeah, yeah. squads. We're we praising Everton. It should be a mortgage well, job, this, shouldn't go, it? Go on then, Gav. I mean, how should Everton sort of think about lining up for this game? Because uh, there's some positive selection headaches, I say headaches, so, so selection challenges for Kuma, isn't there? Especially in the midfield, do you want it the same as last time? Yeah, or? I just I keep the same team. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I, I flattered I, to deceive a little bit at Middlesbrough. But Geist started, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. It's going to doesn't it? Was it Geist, Schneider, and Davis? Davis. Yeah. The one thing I would like to say, which I know we didn't really get a chance to discuss the Middlesbrough game, is the one thing I don't want to say, which happened in Middlesbrough, if Ross is playing as one of the front three, yeah, is actually. And Middlesbrough, he was dropping back to Post and he was getting the ball off Coleman mm. and the halfway line, the right back position and stuff. Which you can get away with that if you're playing in the middle, three as it were. But yeah. if you're playing up front, which is effectively what you are, I don't want to see our most creative player no. picking the ball yeah. up off the right back. And I, so I just want to see him further up the pitch. And also, what happened to Middlesbrough, so in the first half, is Tom Davis pushed on, didn't he? Yeah. It yeah. didn't really do in the second no. half. So I want to see Barkley playing up front, as it were. And I want to see Tom Davis pushing on because he'd have Schneider and Guy mm. behind him mm. and that's what I want to say on, on, on Saturday what do you think the defensive line up is the case for the three at the back or the four considering they've only got to four is the well you don't want to play three centre halves against one striker do you I think so would he play four I'd play, play four at the back and that gives Baines and Coleman probably a little bit so four three three Luckman does Luckman start again at Goodison Park Bear in mind, last time out, he said, please with him, but, you know, we might have to take him in and out the team as the season goes on. He played to the gallery a bit the last time I got yeah. I loved it. You know, I didn't see any issues, was, but he gave the ball away mm. a couple of times as he got a little bit more relaxed, a bit too relaxed. Does Cummins just yank his chain a little bit and just, you know... I just think early on in his Everton career, he'll be more of an outlet away from home than he will at home. I don't think, you know... See, Everton are playing Sunderland and he, he, he strikes me as the type of character to start showboating after 20 minutes, half an hour and it's the last thing you want to do against the team that are fighting for their lives. He, he did it, didn't he, against Bournemouth when we were yeah. too open, gave a few misplaced passes. He was partly at fault for the, one of the Bournemouth goals and then he gets dragged off. I think he can be complacent. I, I'm a bit wary on him. I, I'm not, not doubting his ability. I'm not doubting what he's going to be. But... I just think early on in his career be more of an outlet away from home than he will at Goodison. Or coming on the sub. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I and I know what you're saying there, it's just what's the old saying it's This is what I mean, Lennon Morales. You know, that's the thing. If that's had, in his favour, isn't it? Yeah, I think that yeah. and I think game time is probably important for a few players at the moment as we said you know eight games in that weeks for playing aren't we something you know which is ridiculous and I think the more game time you can give Luckman if you're going to if you want him for the future is I'd give it to him now that's surprising why he got so taken off in Middlesbrough I just kept him on for the 90 minutes yeah. is there a cause for changing the formation completely seeing as though with Sunderland at home where he could play listen I want two wingers I want Lennon Morales and I'll go with Luckman or, or Lukaku up top is there a need for three central midfielders who are not known for pushing forwards and advancing well, Davis is isn't he that's, that's what I was, that was the point I was making yeah. is you can't sit 
as deep as what he did at Middlesbrough, is I'd be looking for him to, to do what he did. You know, like the goal against yeah. City is, is to, and, and in the first half, it's in Middlesbrough, is to make runs into the box. So is there a need um, for them, three, is there a need for even two if you're playing Sunderland at all? I, I, well, I think you probably want, I keep on saying about game time, but I think Schneider and game, they just need minutes on the pitch at the moment. Gay didn't tear up any trees at Middlesbrough. No, he looked off the pace. He looked I, really I, off the pace. So uh, how, how do you then justify saying to James McCarthy if he's fit? Nah, you're, you're not starting. Gay's ahead of you. It's a call for me. You'd have to see what they've been like in training. But Yeah, it'd be interesting to see what they've learned from Dubai. Dubai yeah. 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 Um, That's a good job up by the looks of it. <laughs> well, I don't think the game looked up too much. Did you see the goal? Yeah, yeah. I don't know the what goalie that Zen goalie was up to. Oh, yeah. my I've God. seen better keepers on the pit. Oh, it was awful. Yeah. Blind <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. I, 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 I'd keep the same team as Middlesbrough and get Tom Davis to move further up the pitch and get Ross to stay. You stay up the pitch, I can get Guy and Schneiderland to get the ball off the, uh, the full back, not you. And I, I take him from there. Would he push Morales to play further up with Ron? Would you say, as in, because I look at the Everton team, and if we're just playing one up front at home against Sunderland, I just look at it thinking you've got to try and get bodies around Ron. So why not play yeah, two up front? Yeah, so true. if you haven't got him, Davis isn't he? But well, yeah. Well, yeah, would he play Valencia up front with him? Yeah. I forgot about him. Yeah, <laughs> but we end up playing with like. 4-2-3-1 there which is the one system we haven't been able to play this year effectively <laughs> is 4-2-3-1 isn't it yeah you know that that's the thing and we all want to move on a bit I think from that I mean you, I suppose the only argument you can say for I'm just trying to think of the numbers now right? so when you have this pass to the pot I'm trying to think how many, numbers, <laughs> how many players you can have on the pitch at one time I suppose you'd say there is like if you, play, if you did play 3-4-3 is whether You'd, you you know you'd you play Baines Coleman, one defensive midfielder in the middle, and then like say an offensive yeah. attacker, and then then play three attackers up front. You know, you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And get Baines and Coleman to move on. That's the only way I think Tully could probably make make that work. But that means dropping you're dropping maybe two two players there. Yeah. Aren't they really, so are we gonna see Greg if if Everton beats Sunderland? We're gonna see yeah. Uh, they reap the benefits from the Dubai trip, but if they don't, it's going to go the other way. Where fans are thinking, well, not being funny, yeah. you got knocked out the FA Cup, you travelled over the other side of the world from Dubai, and then you just come back yeah. and get not get beat or draw against Sunderland. I know. Yeah, I don't think it will have too much impact either way um, because they got back. Don't forget last uh, Sunday. Yeah. So they're playing a week on. For me, it, you can't really point. If they lose, then then obviously there's questions to be asked I don't think Dubai comes into it too much because any potential negatives like the jet lag if you like not that you'd have jet lag when you're flying first class mm. in the planes that they, they charter but you know anything like that can't really be a factor um, but then the wider issue of these trips you know when you've effectively getting them because you've failed in the FA Cup look mm. at Sunderland there what's your take on that Moyes, you see? Moyes took Sunderland to New York didn't he yeah, Liverpool went uh, to La Manga Liverpool went to La Manga I, I suppose I'm quite um, my mindset of it is quite mercenary if that's what the manager feels is important and genuinely going to improve their prospects finishing strongly then I'd say yeah it's fine I mean, it's not a holiday um, it's a little bit galling when we're sat here shivering our backsides <laughs> yeah. off and, uh, Doris Day whatever it's called <laughs> yeah, yeah. is trying to like blow our houses yeah. down and they're off yeah. on sun lounges but 
it didn't strike me as the type of holiday where you didn't see like the Instagram where they were all sat by a pool. They had one night at the races, and then otherwise it looked like they were just training in in decent weather. You know, it's modern professional sport in the modern era. I don't, I don't know. Is, is, is there a part of me, Gav, that thinks that if I don't know, I don't know what's weird this, but if there's a football club that would rather go on warm weather training base and then maybe get sixth or seventh in the league rather than go further in the FA Cup and finish mid-table. I don't, um, well, you didn't have a choice here. I don't think it was a choice before. Let's you don't make that well, like, uh, well, let, let's, uh, let's get knocked out the cup so we can go to Dubai <laughs> for a week in February. Like, I don't think people have that well, conversation. It was, was it Pulis or... I think there was a manager that said they were going to do it before. I think it was Allardyce and at then Palace. Allardyce, yeah. Allardyce at Palace. Yeah, Cancelled it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, know, I know what you're saying. And I, I can see the, the slight unease around the whole thing. But, you know, cost-wise... I mean, you know, probably cost a week's wage, you know, a couple of weeks' wages of a top player. So, you know, I, I, I don't, I, I don't know if people say. I just think I, I it's not nice when you're seeing football teams just, I don't know, going to warm weather training camp when they could be playing in the FA. No, Cup. I completely agree. We're, we're not playing in the FA Cup. I know. We? We're not playing. It, it wasn't an either or. I know it wasn't an either or. Of course, it wasn't. But it's just. Still not nice to see, is it? Regardless, as, for it's a football not, fan, not, no, no, it's not nice to see us knocked out the FA Cup of the third round. Whatever mm. happens after that is really irrelevant, isn't it? You know, um, at that stage, I can see why you'd want to take you know um, players abroad for a week to have warm weather training and recharge the batteries. I think it just makes sense. Um, so I, I've not got a problem with the whole thing, to be honest with you. I, I think it's a, it's a completely different question to being knocked out the FA Cup. Um, and he managed to fit fit a friendly over there. You know, uh, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, if you're asking what I probably would have done, is I would have tried to have got like a, a good friendly over here at some point. You know, when maybe when they come back, just to keep you taking over, going yeah. rather yeah. than play over there. You can't have gained anything from yeah. that from that. Match. Well, I have to say, I, I think that's a good point. So I think they might have. All right, they've got to work within the you know the strictures of who's there at the time. But for me. You know you're going to do from the moment you knocked out the cup. Probably shortly after they're thinking, well, we'll use that week. Yeah. You've got to try and get a better fiction. That yeah. what's the point? What was the point in that? All right, it kept them ticking over. But what was the most ticking over? Not that Greg. The team were awful, absolutely awful. The weather conditions were horrendous, so they couldn't have done. They anything. couldn't have predicted the weather in no, fairness that they're going to Dubai. So, yeah. It's normally baking hot. So you're looking at it. So all, all yeah. that training on set pieces and tactics, <laughs> tactics and everything else, all out the water because it was awful. Yeah. I think it's just what it shows, and we don't, this is again another pod is the, the complete inadequacy of what's available to 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 Premier League players if they're not playing in the, the Premier League as options to get fit. Yeah, you can't play. There's no reserve team football. Options for friendlies are limited. Yeah, and the only going back to my main point is the only way you can get you get game time is actually playing in the Premier League. Yeah, it's like we had some under twenty three fixtures, didn't we, on Monday? In a perfect world, years ago, there probably would have been three or four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's teamers yeah, yeah. in that yeah. playing in that game. McCarthy might have played. Yeah, just, yeah. Mm, yeah. If it had been a deserved game, I know like deserved games were not ideal, but years ago that would have been used as a vehicle for, for putting four or five players. So how would you game time. how would you think the teams on Saturday? It's going to be interesting. The teams who were in the FA Cup. Play against the teams who win the FA Cup wasn't in it. 
So do you think Everton will start sluggish or start? Well, saying that Sunderland will have the FA Cup themselves, so it probably won't yeah. matter. I'm trying to say it from another perspective. The teams that were involved in the FA Cup, do you think they'll be more fresher than the teams that won? Yes, yeah, I, I mean, do. I do because, as Gav said, there's no real substitute. The old cliche for playing proper games, competitive games, and mm. um, don't forget as well they'll have the the extra psychological boost. We've seen it ourselves in 2009. Yeah. When you're winning games and you've still got a lot going to your season, more meaningful than finishing sixth, potentially, there's a bit of an added vibe. People yeah. want to be in the team for the later stages of the Cup. You get that winning mentality, that momentum goes forward. Give me that any day over, oh, but they had a nice weekend to buy. As Gav says, I lament the fact that they went out the Cup shamefully in the third round to an awful Leicester team with terrible defending. I lament that much more than the fact that they went to Dubai. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, if we want to talk uh, an example from Moyes here, at 2007-8, an example that way, we were going for the top four, um, and then we got beat by Fiorentina, <laughs> and at that end of our, our involvement in cup competitions that season, and we managed to finish fifth, but actually we probably should have dropped gone off big time. Yeah, off big yeah. time. Mm. So because that season we were playing like two games a week because we yeah. still in the League Cup, where yeah. we were to the mm. semi-final stage. And we had like all the European group games and things like that. So we played two games a week from October to March. You have a look at that record in that, that five-month period uh, of that season. I can't really, I couldn't quote, but I think we probably won 17, 18 out of 25 games, something like that, yes. in, in five months. Um, and so that just shows you. Um, I, I do think that playing games and winning games is the best thing you, you can do. Greg, is the worry that Romelu Lukaku never went with the with the um, team to Dubai? Yeah, there is a bit. There's got to be. Um, he's obviously been in Belgium doing his own thing, getting his own specialist treatment. And we've not had, uh, as of yet, although as we record this, Koeman has yet to have his press conference, so mm. I'm, I'm sure you know, subsequently we'll hear a little bit more about his fitness. But even if Koeman says, yeah, he should be fit, and that's it, there's fit and there's fit, isn't there, to start yeah. games and be hit the ground running. It's a concern, definitely, tell you. Yeah. Gab, if Everton do win this on, on Saturday, are they still in the hunt for, say, top six, top five, top four? Or if they don't... <laughs> top, top four, four maybe not, but... If uh, they don't... Oh, is, that, is that the season over? He's, 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 he's laying on a Scotty Betts uh, TV. Not. Is, uh, the season yeah. Yeah, is it the yeah, season yeah. over if we don't win? Question. Um, I don't think the season's over, whatever happens this between now now and the end of the season. As in, no, you've just, you've just counted out top four, so I'm counting out European football's finished if we don't it's win on Saturday. Uh, what have we got left? 13, 13, 13 games. games yeah. This is a must win game within that. If you can't win this game, then I think, I think you're that. I'm with Gav on that. You know, you've got, to be, you've got to beat the teams who come to Goodison, where we've been very strong this season. Yet they're fighting for the lives, but they're down there for a reason. You've got to beat them. Yeah, there's just, just I know. Um, sort of what, what's flown underneath the radar. We've had, we've had a bit of stick about you know giving our defence stick, you know, during the course of the season. And it was, I was looking uh, this week that we've kept clean sheets in five of the last eight games, having only kept clean sheets in three of the last uh, seventeen Premier League games of the season. So we do appear to. have you know, maybe more by accident than design, sort of tightened up yeah. a little bit more at the back. You know, does that help with the three in midfield? Yeah, I think and we have played three at the back in some of those games, haven't we? And I was just wondering whether you know, it's been a lot of focus on Rahm and Luckman's come in and Tom Davis and all that, but actually at the back, you know, stats would would indicate, and I don't, I know they don't tell the whole story that we're actually 
a little bit more robust at the back than what we were say before Christmas. Well, Joe Robles is a huge factor in that. Exactly. I was just going to say yeah. Joe Robles is a huge factor in it. Um, interesting one as well. Ashley Williams was, was interviewed uh, last week while he was out in Dubai, the Sport Three Sixty, the uh, paper over there, and he was singing the praises of Mason Holgate. Stories on our website now. He says he will go on to play for England for regularly for, for many years. He's very very impressed with what he saw. However, and I, we all are. You'd have to be, you'd be mad not to be impressed with the way his unflappable nature, his ease on the ball, and the fact he's learning the defensive arts for me very well. But he's not there yet. We saw that at Middlesbrough. You know, you've got journeyman strikers like your Negredos and people of that ilk who are causing lots Stoke, of... Stoke, wasn't it, as well? Stoke causing, yeah, 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 yeah. Stoke causing a lot of problems, yeah. but Middlesbrough did as well, yeah. in a bit of a limited, less... You know, yeah. nonetheless, um, he's not the finished product yet, is he? No, he's he's not. I, I like him. He's two footed. Very rare you see defenders these days who are two footed, right and left. He's composed. He's he's unflappable, isn't he? Really, but I think the only thing that lets him down for me when he's playing against these centre forwards is his physique. I think when Leicester, we beat Leicester this season 2 0 away from home, didn't we? I think towards the end, was it 2 1 or 2 0? 2 0. 2 0. They were throwing balls in the box and Slomani was kind of bullying him in the end. And I just fear for him when it comes to that type of striker, he may need to bulk out a bit and sort his physique yeah. out, so yeah. to speak. Whether it, I think it's probably his best position at the moment is probably the right hand side of a back, back three, three or yeah. right back. I think playing a middle for. Sorry, playing four at the back and we've got two centre halves and I'm not sure, as you were saying, Tom, yeah. that he's ready to play one of those two centre halves. I, I just don't think he's strong enough. He can probably get away with it though. He got found out a little bit stoked in the oh, right side. Oh, now it's literally playing on. Well, what is he ninth? Was he nineteen? Yeah. I mean, yeah. central defenders, unless you're exceptional, that's a, it's a big ask to to look great at yeah. nineteen and yeah, twenty yeah. in the Premier League. Yeah. I know John Stones sort of did, but even John Stones hasn't kicked on. We don't want to go there about four minutes. <laughs> but you know what I mean? That just shows how difficult it is. Just briefly, Gab, what briefly, what do you think of the John Stones debate lately about his development under Pep Guardiola from Everton? Well, has there been any? True. Has there been? I mean, the, 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 you know, the thing that annoyed me about the whole thing was the fact that oh we've got to go to Manchester City where Pep will make him into a great centre half as if like you know world class player Ronald Koeman yeah. Yeah, couldn't do it like yeah. you know I know Koeman was not necessarily a traditional centre half himself but, but he knew how to defend and I just thought that was a bit insulting that yeah. uh, to be honest with you both to Everton and, and Koeman himself yeah. uh, you, I, and that's what I didn't, yeah. I didn't have a problem with the move yeah. but I had, I had a problem with that, those sorts of statements yeah. I, just thought, I just thought they were wrong I've watched him against Monaco there so and I've thought for me, he was he was terrible. Yeah. I, I don't. The, the commentators they, they obviously reduce it. To, it's always black and white. He atoned for his mistake with the goal. I'm sorry, a centre back doesn't atone yeah. for the two very very basic errors he made by a tap in at the far post, which Iguero was there to tap in anyway. Mm. I don't care about that. I want my centre back to be to not be getting split by a ball over the top. Simple as that. And not being had off as easily as he was by Falcao. Yeah, Falcao yeah. You know, Falcao, world class centre forward in his time, but coming towards the end of his career, he certainly hasn't um, hasn't nullified his ability to finish immaculately like he did with the chip. But nah, Stones, he's gone backwards to me too. Yeah, I, I totally agree. He's a fantastic player. I just think for his development, he couldn't have handpicked <laughs> a 
Cleveland. Better one for him was Cleveland, one of the best yeah. defenders that's ever played the game. Yeah, it was definitely. Yeah. Yeah, when you look at Gav, if he looks at it in hindsight, John Stones, Jose Mourinho, or a Conti, I think he would have flourished as a defender playing for either of them, yeah. rather than Spot play on. under Pep Guardiola, where they're so expansive the way they play. Yeah. You've seen when the way Roberto Martinez finished his career at Everton, so expansive, leaving himself wide open. Pep Guardiola is exactly the same. Manchester City's defence is everywhere, yeah. everywhere. So he's just getting exposed yeah, all the time. I think what they're saying is like, is 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 how he is on the ball and stuff. He'd be better under Guardiola. But in terms of learning the basics, yeah. the basics of defence. Uh, and I still, you know, how many times last year we say, did we say actually probably probably better fares off the pitch because yeah. of playing in front of the centre centre mm. defender's not actually being a centre defender himself. I think that that's his best uh, role. I'm not, I'm not being funny. If not that we really care, but if you're picking an England team tomorrow, Stones doesn't get anywhere near the back. No, no, he doesn't. I was just saying, is there any former? Oh, does. <laughs> is there any former Everton player who's been not covered in this pod today? Old, an old pal's <laughs> pod, an Rooney Stones yeah. after Sunderland team. Wide ranging pod, I'm sure. Yeah. You to expect. Well, at that point of the podcast, then we'll talk predictions. I'll go first because I'm normally the one who goes and lashes it on someone else. Um, I think that will continue our strong form at Goodison Park but Tony touched on something I, I, I can just see us starting sluggishly um, and I think in the end we'll have to be content with a win you know a win I think we might concede first and then we'll come back and win 2-1 go on Gav let me think go on you go first you go next so I was going to say I was, do you want to know a horrible precedent for tomorrow oh, oh, yeah, yeah. we're on our current longest unbeaten league run since the end of 2013 uh, I'd run that ended in a 1-0 home defeat by Sunderland Stars, yeah. and we were Tim Howard got sent off they we were bottom. Sunderland in the table yeah, bottom. They were bottom. to be so fair that, we absolutely battered them that yeah. game didn't it? he was in goal was it and only just made save after save yeah. he was brilliant so um, Manoni, was Manoni, I, think I just was, thought yeah. to throw that in uh, the second thing is I was reading some stuff coming in and someone said oh, I hope we win 8-0 on Saturdays and things like that and of course, Cumin has an 8 0 Premier League win over Sunderland when he was at Southampton. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, so. Um, Another one, that I was think. Two years ago. I think in yeah. the last three games against Sunderland, there's been two Everton at six, hasn't he? Kone and Lukaku. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We expect another at six yeah. from another Everton player. Coney's still there. <laughs> Maybe he could be the answer. Yeah. Talk about how we're going to play. Go two up yeah. <laughs> I'll go for nil nil. <laughs> now I think I think it'll be tough tomorrow. I, I, don't, I think it'll be really tough, but I will go maybe for one nil eleven. Oof. So there's yeah. two conservative estimates, yeah. Anthony. Everyone's putting fours and fives past them. Well, come on then. Are we? Um, three one, Everton. You see, you see us conceding as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I can see it. Defoe, the only one they've got. Yeah, and I think we'll win three one. But it's not. I don't think it'll be a, a nice it'll game be a to watch. Game. It'll be a different game to the Bournemouth game. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not going to be nice to watch at all. Yeah, fair point. But. No, well, not nice to watch. We hope this was a bit nicer to listen to. Thank you very much for listening. We're back, obviously, now. Gav's back from sunning himself in Dubai. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Scotty's back from his other media commitments. <laughs> <laughs> Just about. Um, we're going to try and get back to two a week um, from next week when the action starts again. Thank you very much for listening and stick with us.